SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. You got to get a fall guy. You got to listen to Chris Carter here. Sacramento Queens, don't have your leading center. Go get the delivery guy. Go get some stiff who's never going to see the light of day. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this Wednesday glorious morning of July 15th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls again right here on a Bagels and Bad Beats for a Wednesday, July 15th morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Well, what are we going to talk about today, you ask? How about NFL, which stands for not for long? Uh, Tigers out of the woods and on the course. Let the playoffs begin. Grin and bear it. Time to pay the piper. Brave new world. Forget eight. How about 11 men out? Amazing but true. Your turn, er. Uh, City of Brotherly Love is homeless. Washington covers both ends of the sports spectrum and the power of Trump. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets again right here on the Bagels and Bad Beats for this Wednesday, July 15th morning with, again, yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Well, what's going on, my friends? A glorious uh, Wednesday afternoon slash uh, morning slash, uh, well, I guess that's what it all would be, depending on where you live, <laughs> depending on when you're listening to. And watching this as we have some uh, live guys on the YouTube, the stream, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, you know what? I told you this. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. I got to be saying that all freaking morning long because on Monday, I read you an email uh, from a source. Don't know who it is. Uh, so not that I would tell you anyway, but honestly, I don't know who it is that something was going on in Washington. And now, you know, more people and more people are listening to our little show here because uh, the national media has apparently picked up on that. We'll talk about that, some NBA news, more NFL news, a lot going on around the sports world, including hockey playoff pairings and the announcements all coming up next Sunday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Selling 
Remember that from Jerry Glad? I don't even know what year that was. 78, 79, 77, 70 something of the, I think in the late 70s or so. Jerry Glad real dead with the Houston uh, Oilers head coach. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, 844-843-6879. Well, it comes to uh, fruition again today because I tell you what, the NFL is going to stand for not for long if it continues down this path. It's amazing. You know, we had this in the NBA. We obviously had it in Major League Baseball. Even got a little dose of it with the National Hockey League. But for the most part, the NFL has not had to deal with. Maybe it's just because the NFL season is starting later than all those other seasons. Perhaps that's really actually it. But we've had not had the uh, discontent and uh, discord between the Players Association and the league. It's just a matter of whether these practices were going to get done and uh, whether there were going to be fans in the stands, the usual stuff. But there was never any, you know, like I said, discord between the Players Association and the NFL until, sadly, yesterday. And the NFL is going to be not for long if they continue down this path because what the players are asking for is just idiotic. I mean, any thought of peace between these two sides just got thrown right out the window. And I can't help but think you're going you're gonna to be hearing about this for a long time if the Players Association is going to stick to their demands because these demands are crazy. They, they really are. They want opt-out. You know, they finally got to the bargaining table. I don't know yet. You know, here we are, middle July. You know, practices are starting soon. Uh, the league is supposed to start up in a month and a half, and they're finally now just sitting down trying to figure out how we're going to make this all work with the coronavirus, right? So the players are asking for opt-out clauses for at-risk players. Remember that phrase here for a second. Uh, opt-out clauses for at-risk players to receive their salaries, no bonuses, of course not, uh, if one decides not to play. So if they're deemed at risk, they could say, I'm not playing, and they're saying, you still got to pay me, though. You know, if I'm Pat Mahomes and I'm deemed at risk, well, you know what, you know, I, I'm going to sit out, but you still got to pay me. You know, in the case of Mahomes, he's not making much this year, but you get the point. Now, you got to pay me $30 million. I mean, how, how stupid is that? They want opt-out clauses for players with at-risk families to earn accrued season and benefits if they decide not to play. So even if, from what I'm reading, even if you have a wife or a son or a daughter or someone that lives with you, if you decide they're at risk so you don't want to play, then you don't have to play, and I'm guessing get paid? but at worst still accrue a season and receive all the full benefits of being a football player? Again, that's idiotic. How about opt-out clauses for players who leave the team after reporting? And they got to figure out how much they get paid. No, 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 no. You're in or you're out. Make a decision. You're not the, you know, having the pick a team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, since everyone loves Brady. You know, you can't have the Buccaneers think that, okay, they're going to be having Tom Brady as their starting quarterback all season long, get him all prepped during the preseason, especially now since the preseason is going to be very short. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, two weeks in, Brady say, well, eh, I changed my mind. See you later. I know we didn't really uh, help the backup quarterback, but uh, I'm done. No, you can't have that. And then every every player that shows up, they want $250,000 stipend guaranteed if they show up to camp. If they show up and stay long enough for the season to begin, then that raises to $500,000, a half a million dollars. That's more than what most players make in the NFL. That's not an exaggeration. Most players in the NFL, we gave you the Kansas City Chefs last week when we were talking about the Dopey Mahomes contract. They got 53 players that are set to make less than a million dollars this year. 
And, you know, while some of those obviously is going to be more than a half a million, but a half a million dollars to most player, $250,000 just for showing up is a raise for most players, for goodness sakes. Now, that's not the worst of it all. Well, you can say, well, Scott, you know, if you know, a guy's at risk, you know, if, if the guy's a diabetic like they've deemed to be an at-risk person, you know, then, then you know, maybe the guy just had major surgery, you know, maybe he's got uh, hypertension or high blood pressure or something going on. Yeah, you, you can't blame the guy. Okay, okay. Some of those, okay. I still don't think you should be getting paid, though, but you could opt out and not really get punished for that, if you will. Uh, you want to tell me that because a family member is at high risk that you shouldn't have to play? That's a little weak. But even that, maybe I'll say, all right, you know, given the circumstance, you know, if you got a you got a, a mother that lives with you and she's older or a father who's older and you're taking care of them, and you know, I I guess you're allowed not to play. But no, here's the worst of it all. This is what the league. Now, the league itself, on June 7th, in a memo they sent out, listed the following as considerations anyway for high-risk individuals, which is the key to all this. Someone who has a cardiac disease, obviously a health issue. All right, I, I get that. Uh, someone who has altered immunity. All right, you know, the immune system not doing too well. Get that, no big deal. Someone who has uh, diabetes Okay, I, I I guess I don't have diabetes. Knock on wood, wouldn't want it. No people who do. So okay, well, what's the problem, Scott? Uh, now we're getting to the good stuff. Someone who has sleep apnea is considered high risk. Sleep apnea because you freaking snore. Anybody who snores, as I do, has sleep apnea that can be considered high risk and can say, you know what? I'm out of here. Pay me my twenty-five million bucks. I'm, I snore at night. Sorry, can't play football. Someone who has hypertension. Hyper, you're an NFL freaking player. You're on roids up the gazoo. If you don't, if you're not hyper, you can't play in the NFL, for goodness sakes. Who doesn't? Who doesn't have hypertension in the NFL? Have you seen and heard some of these coaches and players on the sidelines? You, you get in with the microphones of the players, the Russell Wilsons of the world that are, you know, trying to get their players pumped up. I mean, if those guys don't have hypertension, then, you know, something's not right. And then that's not the worst. That's not this is called burying the lead. It gets worse than that. Okay, people snore. Not everybody snores, Scott. All right, you think everyone has hypertension, but not necessarily so. Also on the NFL's June 7th memo of people they consider to be high risk, African-Americans. Blacks, blacks, Hispanic, or, or Pacific Islander. I mean, nothing for nothing, but, you know, the whole freaking league is basically black. I mean, basically every single person in the NFL would then fall into this category of someone being able to say, I'm a high-risk person because I'm black, so I'm not playing, give me my $25 million a year. I mean, it is just idiotic. And that's the NFL. That's not the players saying that these guys are at risk. This was the NFL last month, I guess, trying to have an outline of who they figure is a little bit more susceptible to getting these diseases and not. So they listed, though, blacks, which, you know, statistically, yes, blacks have gotten the virus more than whites. No, no two ways about it. Um, not denying that. But to put them down as a 
at-risk player, when the players are asking for at-risk players to be able to say thanks but no thanks and get full pay, the whole league could just fold up shop then. I mean, literally, if, if the Players Association said, you know what, let's have some fun here. I don't want to play. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough sport, and these owners are some SOBs. Man, they're screwing things around. You know, they're not hiring enough black head coaches. They're not hiring enough black GMs. You know, they you got this red skin thing that's hanging over everyone's head. It's disgraceful, blah, 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 blah. You know what? We, we got this little clause here in the contract. Yeah, the, the Players Association. Hey, we actually did something smart here. The owners actually dropped the ball on this. We could all, every black player, and I'm guessing literally, what, 75% without knowing for sure? I'm guessing about 70 75% or so of the NFL players are black. I mean, we could all as a group just say we're not playing. What would the NFL do? They would technically, legally have to pay us, and they wouldn't have a sport. I mean, they could do that under these That's how crazy the scenario and setup is if, in fact, the players are going to stick to their demands of these people, of all these players possibly getting paid. I mean, we are in for a tough, tough session if the NFL players are not willing to back off some of those crazy demands. Crazy. 844-843-6879. Waiting for the other shoe to drop in Washington. That's next to take that SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Off the face off the Capitals have won it. The capital of the country is the capital of the hockey playoffs. They rush out onto the ice to congratulate Braden Holtby. The Washington Capitals, for the first time in their 44-year history, are the Stanley Cup champions. Here they are, one strike away, one out away. 3-2. Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. On a Wednesday morning, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, courtesy of NBC and Fox Sports. You know, really, I was starting to think about this last night when I was going over some of the Washington Redskins stuff, which I'll get to here in a sec. Uh, I don't think there's another sports city that has quite the dynamics like the Washington, D.C. area does. How so, Scott? Well, when you think about it, they really have the best and the worst of being a sports fan. And I, and I don't know if there's another city that has that. They have the best in that they have the Washington Nationals champions, Major League Baseball champs last year. They have the Capitals champions of the, of the NHL a couple of years ago. And then they have the absolute antithesis of that with the Washington Wizards, who are just pathetic. And there's another pathetic story coming out about the Wizards' best player, which I'll get to here in a second. And then you have the Washington Redskins, which, you know, are riddled with, uh, you know, uh, controversy because of the Redskins name, which they now agreed, I understand, to get rid of. And there may be a shoot a drop, which again, I'll get to here in a second. But it's, it is it is the antithesis. You know, you have different cities 
you know, you have New York that obviously has 50 zillion teams, but for the most part, quite frankly, they all suck. I, I mean, there's not a good win in a lot. You know, if the Brooklyn Nets are your best representation, then you know you're in a lot of trouble. You got the Chicago market. You know, you have basically bad teams except for the Cubs, but, you know, it's been a little while now since they won a World Series, but White Sox stink, Blackhawks stink, you know, Bulls stink. Um, you have uh, the L.A. teams that, for again, for the most part, you know, you have the Dodgers, but I'm not ready to label them as champions. So, you know, you have at least the Dodgers, but otherwise, you know, the Angels stink, the Kings stink, Rams didn't make the playoffs this past season, you know, Chargers blow. So it seems like it's an all or, or nothing type of thing, whereas Washington, again, you got the champs, I mean, the absolute, absolute champs in two sports, and then just the absolute, absolute worst. There's no more embarrassing franchise than the Washington Wizards in the NBA outside of Sacramento with the Queens. And, and with the Washington Redskins, I gave you the numbers yesterday, 16 of the last 20 years, the Redskins have finished either in last in the AFC East or next to last. I mean, they are just absolutely pathetic. And then you throw all the controversy. So that is a weird dynamic in, in Washington. And, you know, I, I, if I'm forgetting a city that has something like that. I Let me know. But otherwise, you know, Miami teams all stink. Well, the Heat's not too bad, but they're not, again, on the championship. I'm, I'm talking about, like, on the absolute championship level, like the Nationals, uh, you know, are and, and the Capitals are versus being on the absolute rock bottom like those other two. Very strange. So on Monday, read you a little email I got. Well, I'll reread it. Comes from <clears throat> ABC. So if you go to my website, oppositepicks.com, you hit the contact Scott icon, it gets sent right to my email address, and you got to punch in your name. So I told you on Monday, someone punched in their name, ABC. Uh, I won't give you the email address. I don't know who it is. He didn't say who it is. I think I have an idea, but I'm not really sure, to tell you the truth. So he wrote me or she wrote me saying, I hear Daniel Snyder's going to have a bad week, and it's not about a name change. Keep your eye on the Washington Post. So maybe this person works for the Washington Post. Clearly, he listens to the program, uh, which is a beautiful thing, and he sent me that email on uh, on Monday, and I read it to you guys, right? And and I said, I, I don't know what it's about. I don't know what it could be. Now, we knew that the two guys got fired from the front office, and, and I said at the time, and I still say it, I don't think it's about that, or at least it's, it's got to be more than that. Uh, that's not earth-shattering news. It doesn't make sense what they did. And, but, you know, for the fact that these two guys got fired, there's got to be something else. So anyway, uh, I say that on Monday. Yesterday, we get a bunch of tweets from uh, the NFL Network with uh, and a couple of other, you know, so-called uh, insiders that are tweeting out stories saying that now they are hearing that something else is going to be going on. Uh, this came from uh, J.P. Finlay, who works for NBC Sports. A real busy week, and it's not all going to be about the name, and it's not all going to be pretty. Hmm. Uh, Scott Abraham from ABC Sports. I'm guessing these are all in Washington. I've been told it has to do with the front office firings of Alex Santos and Richard Mann. Again, no details, no specifics. Sorry, people. I'm waiting just like you. Hmm. Uh, then Jason Lockenfour over at NFL Network. Uh, the warped and toxic culture of the Washington football team is about to be exposed in a sickening fashion again. Those all came in yesterday and on uh, on Monday as well, late Monday. So I don't know what's going on. 
We'll find out. But if something is happening major, then uh, you heard it here first. Or at least you knew you heard it here first that something was going on. Well, let's put it that way. So we'll see. That last one from Lock and Four makes it sound like he actually knows, but for some gutless reason, he's afraid to say. The, the warped and toxic culture of the Washington football team was about to be exposed in a sickening fashion. I mean, you generally don't write that unless you have an idea. Again, why he's afraid to say what it is, don't know. Maybe it's limitations. Maybe it's job security. Maybe it's who knows what. But um, it goes back to what I was getting on Monday. There, there's something else besides just Richard Mann and his uh, cohort, uh, Alex Santos, being fired. There's got to be a reason why you fire guys you know, a month and a half before the season begins in such high position. So we'll find out. Interesting. Uh, Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning. John in Manhattan kicks off the program phone call-wise. What's up, John? How are you today? Scott, good morning. How's it going? Not up, bad. Bad, how are you? A little late with the trigger, but that's okay. <laughs> Better late when than you were talking about the. Uh... When you were discussing the misfortunes of the Washington franchises, you forgot to mention your favorite team, the Washington Mystics. Oh, the Mystics, who's, uh, yes. Has the best, the best player in the league, and she can't get on the court, apparently. Yeah, defending champ. A great, great catch, John. Yeah, defending champs, the Mystics. So think about it. They've had three. No, it is the WNBA, but whatever. But they have had, in three straight years, a champion. You know, Mystics, Nationals, and, and Capitals. Uh, and, and then again, on the other end of the spectrum, they got you know two of the worst teams. Very strange. Very, very. very yeah, good call with the Mystics. Yep. She can get on. She wants ADD. to get off. That, that's her. She doesn't want to play but get paid. And the WNBA is saying, no, no, no. You know, think about that, John, for a second. You know, the NFL is proposing that as long as you're black, you can get paid. Uh, but the WNBA with her, with, with the Lyme disease and, and different issues, is saying, no, no sorry, you got to play if you want to get paid. Well, we know she wants to get off, and apparently her wife is uh, making that happen, Scott. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Scott, did you, re- did you read that the uh, Philadelphia Health Commissioner, Thomas Farley, a.k.a. Downing Thomas, said that the Eagles fans will not be allowed to attend games this season? Yeah, I did see that. The Eagles are Phillies fans. I find it interesting because on uh, September 20th, You'll have the uh, Eagles playing at home in front of uh, no fans. But then just up the turnpike at MetLife Stadium, you'll have the Jets hosting the 49ers in front of, you know, at least 50,000, 60,000. That's true. Makes no sense, Scott. Yeah. And, you know, what's funny is, you know, those tickets now all of a sudden for those giant Jet games, uh, I don't know if they play the Jets this year, but they certainly play the Giants. Uh, they're going to be, you know, that's going to be a, a big seller because that's going to be one of the rare times that an Eagle fan can actually travel to a game that's not that far away and, and go see their team play. I suppose they could do the same thing with Washington, uh, but the, the Meadowlands with Philadelphia is even closer. So that, that's all of a sudden going to be a hot ticket here in the New York, New Jersey area. Scott, doesn't it seem that three days a week we have faith that these franchises and sports will get their act together? and get their seasons organized. But then the other four days of a week of the week, we're pretty convinced that it's just a complete, um, you know, it's a Chinese fire drill and they're never, ever going to be able to get it together because the coronavirus, it's to me, it's two narratives that are seemingly both true at the same time, if that makes sense. 
No, I, I agree. You know, it's it's a conspiracy, and I'm a big conspiracy guy, John. Uh, I don't think it's a conspiracy to fool the public. I think it's a conspiracy of, listen, we have nothing, 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 nothing going on. If in June, now July, we tell the world that there's going to be no NBA, no NHL, no MLB, and no college and NFL football for the next, you know, realistically five months, what are we going to talk about? So it's like, why don't we just pretend that we're going to try and get these sports underway? We could talk about it. We could fantasize about it. We could think it's going to happen, but it ultimately in the end, it's not. But at least for a little while, we could pretend there's going to be sports there. That I, I do buy into that to a certain extent, that the league said, let's just come up with some kind of goofy plan. Let's pretend. Let, let's you know hope all the dominoes fall the right way and we can get it done. But ultimately, we really kind of believe that we can't get it done. But at least we could talk about it and get people talking about our sport versus just having nothing for five months. Scott, in the word, there will be an NFL season or there will not be an NFL season. Thank you. All right, John. Good job, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, NFL, I'm saying yes. College football, I'm saying no. NHL, I'm saying yes, because up in Canada, things have calmed down quite a bit. NBA, ultimately, I think there, there, there won't be. I, I think the NFL is going to say uh, as much, or NBA, I think as much as LeBron would love to, it's not going to happen. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The SportsGrid Network. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, obviously, it didn't really hinder my training. I was able to kind of do stuff at home. Obviously, I wasn't able to leave or, or skate or anything. So I think, um, you know, that's kind of really the only thing that kind of took a hit for me. You know, pretty much asymptomatic. Um, you know, felt for the most part pretty normal for the two weeks, but I did my quarantine and, um, you know, feeling healthy now. So it's all good. Toronto Maple Leaf, Austin Matthews on Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. 844-843-6879. Again, toll-free, 844-843-6879. And yes, there will be an NHL postseason. I'm pretty confident about that. NBA, uh, not too sure. NFL, uh, not too sure. College football, if I was a betting man, I would say no. I, I think all the things are starting to go in the wrong direction for the college football world. But uh, you never know. You, you know, hopefully we're wrong. And in baseball, I think baseball, they're going to ultimately try. But in the end, I don't know if they're going to get a full season in. We'll see. But NHL is set to go. Yesterday, they announced the Stanley Cup qualifiers. It's it's a it's a crazy. You know, listen, the NHL regular playoff system is weird enough as it is. Uh, now they've thrown this little caveat into that even where they're going to have qualifiers. So instead of having just an opening best of seven round, they're going to have an opening best of five round between the number five and the number 12 seeds as they've added two teams to the postseason. The top four teams, meanwhile, aren't going to sit around doing nothing. 
they're going to be playing a little mini three-game round robin to figure out who's going to be one, two, three, and four, which is really dopey. And then the five and 12 seeds will play best of five series, and the winners of those will get put into the you know five, six, seven, eight slots, and then they'll go back to the regular postseason. So to make a long story short, the NHL announced yesterday that Saturday, August 1st, not bad, they actually did something smart, which isn't you know normally said with the NHL and Gary Bettman, but they're starting on a Saturday, which is the perfect day, I believe, to start. They got the Rangers and Carolina Hurricanes, though, though of all people. So right away, you know, they, they fall back. They do something – that's the NHL for you. You know, it just – you know, instead of starting off the season with an absolute positive bang, you know, give me Montreal and Pittsburgh, right? I mean, with Sidney Crosby and Pittsburgh being able to carry the United States and you got the Canadians being able to carry Canada – that would be a way to start the season. Instead, they got the dopey Rangers who suck. No one cares about the New York Rangers anymore. They, 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 you know, put Messier and Gretzky uh, and Leach back in the uniform, and then people will care about the Rangers. Otherwise, they stink playing as, as nondescript a team as you can come up with in the Carolina Hurricanes. Rangers versus Hurricanes is welcoming back the NHL. I mean, outside of Florida and the Islanders, which, oh, by the way, is the very next game in the Eastern Conference that's going to be played. Outside of those two, I mean, you couldn't have picked a more nondescript, know-nothing, who-gives-a-rats-behind game to welcome back the season. I mean, what a bunch of do- – again, they do something smart by scheduling it on a Saturday, not like a Tuesday afternoon. But then they throw the Rangers in Carolina. Why? Because of the New York market? Is, is that why? If the Rangers were playing in a regular season, they wouldn't even have made the playoffs. You know, they're one of those bonus teams. So you start off with Rangers, Carolina. Then that's followed up in the East by Florida and the Islanders. Again, you know, another just a no-nothing, nobody. But, you know, if no one cares about the Rangers here in New York, New Jersey, then nobody but nobody but nobody cares about the Islanders outside of uh, 15,000 Islander fans who go to their games. Other than that, it, they are just a blip on the sports radar screen. So they're going to have uh, the Panthers as playing game number two. And then uh, Saturday night, there's your Montreal versus Pittsburgh game. In the West, when they're going to be playing these games in Edmonton, all the games in the East are going to be played in Toronto. You do have Chicago and Edmonton at 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time, so that's not too bad. And then you got Winnipeg and Calgary as the uh, the late game at 10.30 Eastern time. So, again, not not bad. But I would have started off the postseason, the extra round, the qualifying round, whatever they want to call this goofiness with, you know, either Philadelphia and Boston, which is going to play on Sunday. You know, you could have gotten uh, Columbus and Toronto because at least it's Toronto. You got a great matchup between St. Louis and Colorado. You know, there are a number of different matchups. You got Washington and Tampa Bay, which isn't going to play until Monday. You know, why didn't they start off that? That would have been the one, right? At least go with the Capitals, maybe, you know, and and, and Tampa Bay, two high-profile teams. But uh, it's the, it's, it's, again, it's the NHL. You know, and, and every time you think they do something smart, uh, again, outside of my producer who's telling me he cares about the Rangers, right? He's, he's the one right now. You know, other than that, uh, you know, it's just, you know, one step forward, two steps back for the uh, for the NHL. I got an interesting report last night out of Dallas that Dak Prescott, boy, I tell you what, $100 million apparently doesn't go as far as it used to. But, Dak, we finally, 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 finally have gotten some info on some of the numbers that the Cowgirls and Prescott have been uh, issuing back and forth. 
We kind of heard that Prescott wanted a four-year contract, and Dallas was asking for a five-year contract just to have him locked up one more year. Usually it's the other way around, right? Any other sport, it would be the player that's asking for that extra year, but not in the NFL where your longevity isn't quite as long and you want to strike while the iron is hot. And Prescott obviously knows the economics are going to change over the next three or four seasons, so he wants to become a free agent, you know, banking on him being good. Uh, after four, after a fourth year, not not a fifth year, when he might be you know underpaid. God forbid, God forbid, he actually should be underpaid his fifth year. Oh my God, it's the end of the world as we know it. So he's been crying for four years apparently. So according to uh, NFL media, the Cowboys' latest offer to Prescott was for thirty three point three five million dollars. Now keep in mind, under the franchise tag, he's making thirty one point four million. So they they ticked that up by just a couple of million. So they offered him thirty three point three five million per year with get a load of this over one hundred million guaranteed. Chris Jones, just by comparison's sake, remember yesterday got sixty million guaranteed, and he was tickle pink. Prescott is getting over a hundred million. I, I'm guessing it's you know 33.35, 33.35, 33.35. So it's just a tick over a hundred. He's probably getting three years guaranteed. I mean, wow, he's going to turn that down for 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 a couple of extra million dollars? Really? I mean, how much more could he be asking for? Unless you know some of those unconfirmed reports of him asking for 40 million are legitimately true that he actually is asking for 40 million bucks. I mean, that's you turn down 33.35 million for three years guaranteed a hundred million dollars. Wow. How do you say no to that? Right? I mean, you may want 40, you may want 45, Hell, you may just want $35 million. And you may want five years guaranteed. You may want four guaranteed. But when someone says, here, look at your contract. It's going to be a five-year deal, but it's three years all guaranteed. I don't care if uh, you're like Wetzel says, you absolutely stink the joint out. You are getting $100 million no matter what. How do you say no to that? How how do you say nope, not good enough? I want to I want 130 million guaranteed. You know, sorry, or or I want 160 million guaranteed. Sorry, or I want uh, you know 100 and uh, you know 50 million, whatever the case may be. I mean, uh, you say no to 100 million dollars, boy, you got to have some set of balls. From that standpoint, and that standpoint alone, you got to respect that uh, that Prescott. You, you do. I mean, if he Maybe his agent isn't telling him the numbers that are really being bantied around, but man, oh man, oh man, for a guy who was a fourth-round draft choice, he was a decent quarterback at Mississippi State, nothing fantastic, you know, decent enough, enough that you drafted in the fourth round, but this is not a number one overall pick, first-round pick. I mean, it's just, here, four years later, already threw for close to 5,000 yards last year, I get it, and it's 30 touchdowns, but again, Anyone that watched Dak Prescott play over the last four years realizes if he, if he was the first-round draft choice with all expectations, he'd be considered a disappointment. But he had the luxury of coming out of nowhere. So when the expectations are zero and you perform at an eight, we'll say, at a 10 level, that eight looks, wow, that, that that's really good. But if you're the number one overall pick 
and you perform only at that seven and a half, eight level, well, then the expectations are like, wow, that, that kind of stinks. He's not really as good as we thought he was going to be, but yeah, what, what are you going to do? Um, but he came in with no expectations. You know, he came in as, as a, you know, lucky to be a backup to Tony Romo. Don't forget who was still on the football team. And when, so when you had that, you know, whatever you do almost seems as a bonus. And for four years later, again, to be the face of the franchise, but they have some faces on that franchise. You know, they, they have some other celebrities. They have some other stars. They don't necessarily need a Dak Prescott to be the face of the franchise. A hundred million dollars he's saying no to. Wow. Um, so they have until this afternoon, I think it's four o'clock Eastern time, to sign an extension. Otherwise, he's got to play under the franchise tag. You know, poor Dak, he's got to play under the $31.4 million franchise tag. I know that, you know, that would really suck. You know, I don't know how he's ever going to deal with that. But um, that those are the rules. So they have a four o'clock. We had a couple of deals reached yesterday. Now they actually have to sign the contracts. One of those, Chris Jones, as I mentioned, gets four years, according to sources, $80 million, $60 million guaranteed, uh, some $30 million or so due at signing. How about that? How about depositing $30 million in your checking account in one day? You know, <laughs> how cool would that be? Uh, I love the fact that these guys make $80 million and they have to have incentives, right? You're paying this guy $30 to $37 million, depending on which report you, you believe. Uh, a, a signing bonus, you know, 30 plus million dollars. And yet that's not enough of an incentive for that player to perform well, that they actually have to throw on incentives on top of that to make the contract in his case up to 85 million. I mean, what kind of player are you giving money to like that? But then you still have to throw incentive bonuses on there. You know, doesn't that tell you a little something? You know, if I'm giving a guy $80 million, you know, shouldn't that be, incentive enough for him to get out there and, and perform as best he can that you have to throw something else on top of that. If I was ever a GM, I would, just, if a player like that got a contract from me and then said, well, you know what? I need incentive bonuses. I, I'd be like, you know what? Never mind. I changed my mind. Sorry. If, if $60 million guaranteed, isn't enough of an incentive. If $80 million guaranteed on a contract or at least $80 million on a contract, if that's not enough of an incentive, for you to perform at your best, I don't want you on my football team. J just don't want it. But that said, I will say, they got it done. They got the Mahomes thing done for Kansas City. And Mahomes is not going to cost them that much salary cap-wise because he keeps the final two years of his contract. So that money's really not kicking in until three seasons. Uh, Chris Jones, that's not the case. So they were able to get both their big guns, you know, if you will, one on offense, one on defense, signed. This offseason. So they are set. We'll, we'll see what happens from here on out if they can sign anybody else. But I'll give him credit as far as at least getting these two play players done. Um, he's the seventh now defensive player with at least $60 million in guaranteed money. Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Demarcus Lawrence, Fletcher Cox, Frank Clark uh, on the chefs, and Chris Jones. Uh, and next up will be Miles Garrett. The Browns apparently finalizing a five-year extension worth $125 million bucks. Uh, add the final two years of his rookie deal. So it's seven years, $144 million. For a guy that we last saw was grabbing the helmet of Mason Rudolph and throwing it at him and, and trying to hit him with it and then accusing Rudolph of uh, using the end bomb. That's the guy that Cleveland Browns are going to give a gazillion dollars. That, and that's why the Cleveland Browns are going to give.
844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Bengals and Bad Beats with your Sully Scott Wetzel on this Wednesday morning approaching 50. Pass me out. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Here's a flag as, whoa, hello, whoa. Mason Rudolph got into it. Get out of there. What in the world? Believe Miles Garrett? They'll be swinging a helmet? Yeah, there'll be some ejections. Uh, the, the great analysis there by Joe Buck and Troy Aikman over on uh, NFL Network. 844-843-6879. Whoa. Okay, that's why they get paid a gazillion dollars. Thanks for that great insight there, fellas. Uh, that was uh, Miles Garrett uh, this past season against the Pittsburgh Steelers with Mason Rudolph. And Garrett suspended six games, final six games of the regular season. And that's the guy the, the uh, Cleveland Browns say, uh, yep, that, that's going to be the face of our franchise. You know, at least the Dallas Cowgirls got Dak Prescott. He hasn't been in any trouble. Uh, he may not be the greatest quarterback in the world, but at least he's got a clean, you know, moniker. Uh, so, you know, let's say uh, as a Browns organization, let's give it to the Mope. You know, let's not have him prove himself. You know, we do have him under contract. Oh, by the way, for two more seasons, the Browns don't have to do that. And then you throw in a franchise tag season if they really wanted to. They could have kept him under contract for three more years without really any kind of grief whatsoever. You only do this after three years when you feel like the guy has been a bonus for your team. He's the face of the franchise. You want to build around him. He's of high character and everything else. You don't reward the mopes of the NFL with new contracts, but it's the Cleveland Browns. Again, you wonder why organizations are who they are, and it's the, it's the Cleveland Browns. It's why they haven't won in a gazillion years, and they never will. You know, again, instead of making the guy prove himself after last year with all the accusations he threw out there, getting involved in this skirmish as well in a game in which they were in the process of winning, uh, instead they they piss it all the way and say, yeah, okay, we're going to give you, you know, $144 million bucks, $144 million for that pose. Welcome to the NFL, the Cleveland Browns. More coming up, Bagels and Bad Beats on one thing. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 